0: I think the biggest myth deals with this uh, issue we just really were talking about, that people think because somebody has a hit song or a, a big success that on a chart or whatever, that they are going to be a instant millionaire, they're just going to be wildly successful. And I'm here to tell you that that is the exception rather than the rule.
1: Hey, everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Expert. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight-figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we are always here to help. Now, today we've got another great guest on the podcast, Dave Combs. Um, And for those of you that uh, follow the Inventive Journey, Dave uh, was a uh, guest on the Inventive Journey. So definitely feel free to go and check out the episode there. It was a great journey that he shared. Um, But for today, we're going to talk a little bit about a few different things, which is uh, actually by happenstance happens to be my wheelhouse, which is intellectual property, a little bit more to do with uh, related to music and how you might uh, monetize that and sell it or leveraging intellectual property and maybe even get into a little bit of the creative process of how you uh, write or create and write music and songs and um, then also dealing with some of the legal and logistical uh or obstacles uh, that can sometimes pop up and uh, maybe even talk a little bit about uh, inventory management and production planning so there'll be a lot of uh, fun conversations and i'm definitely excited to to have dave on so with that much as as an introduction welcome on the podcast dave
0: thank you devon it's a pleasure to be here again and uh it's we're going to have a great conversation this afternoon i'm sure
1: Absolutely. So now, now before we dive into the topics at hand, um, for those people that uh, haven't caught your original episode or are saying, "Hey, I just want to dive into the expertise," give or why don't you just introduce yourself to the audience? Take a minute or two, let them know a little bit about you.
0: Sure, be glad to. Well, I'm I live in Winston Salem, North Carolina. I was born and raised in the mountains of East Tennessee in a little town called Irwin. Grew up in a family that was musical. My mom and dad and my grandmother all played musical instruments. So I was around music and at home and and in church, of course. Uh, I belonged to Calvary Baptist Church there in Irwin. The choir music and piano and organ music was always a big part of our life. So music has been a big part of my upbringing. And then I went to college, got my bachelor's degree at East Tennessee State University in Johnson City, a BS in mathematics. and minor in physics worked in the computer center for four years and so i I exited college and went straight into my job at western electric as a computer programmer so my real career for about 22 years 22 and a half years was in technology starting off in computer programming and then into software management and inventory management inventory control production management all the technical aspects of manufacturing and then evolved and uh, about mid-career there, wrote a song that we'll talk about that basically launched me down another career path, which was music. And so that's kind of my the early part of my background. And uh, we'll talk more about some of that, I'm sure.
1: So, no, I think that that's uh, definitely a, a great intro and in the, in the, it sounds like a fun journey and it was fun to hear the, the first go around as well. So now, as we then uh, go or go through that a bit more, so unpacking it, one of the things, and as a as a caveat, we're talking a little bit more about intellectual property, which is certainly a topic that near and dear to my heart, but happens to just be also a part of your journey. So it wasn't a plan, wasn't to have me on just to hear to pitch myself, but I think that it's interesting how yeah. the overlap of intellectual property uh, corresponds with some of the areas of expertise that you've had to garner. And so before we dive into that, and we definitely will. I'd say one of the first topics is, you know, you got into, so you're doing the software program, you're doing some of those other things, and you got into creating music and writing songs and kind of doing that. So for those people that have always kind of wanted to break into the industry or wanted to create a song or wanted to get into the music industry or had a great idea for some lyrics or any or all of the above kind of, how do you go about kind of even dipping your toe into that or getting started?
0: Well, first of all, I would say that there is no need to be uh, put off or hesitate to do something just because you don't understand the uh, copyright law and the, all these aspects of intellectual property, which your firm, you know, will guide people through. But that should not be a, a deterrent to somebody to saying I could do something because you can always find somebody like you to help you through those, you know, that minefield of, of, of bureaucracy or whatever you have to do. But uh, the creative process of either writing lyrics or or music or both uh, or creating any kind of intellectual property is largely up to you. And and unfortunately, in this country, the copyright law says when you create something, it is immediately copyrighted. So when you write a song, it's copyrighted right then. Now, it's not registered with the Copyright Office in D.C., which is really nothing more than just proving to the rest of the world that yes i am the creator of this but you can create something write a book write a song write music whatever it's soon as you have written it you put a circle c and a date and your name and it's copyrighted it's it's yours and now what you do with it from that point forward requires a lot of uh, action on your part you can put it in the in a in your desk and not do anything with it and it'll stay there till the cows come home so to speak but you can also Take a song or whatever you create and pursue it and embellish it and get it recorded or get it recorded by someone else or get a book published, You publish it yourself or you get a publisher to publish it for you. All those kind of things can happen. But the first thing that has to happen is you have to create it. So the creation process starts this whole ball rolling. And from then on, it's a matter of you can go as wide and as deep as you want to into all the many tentacles of intellectual property.
1: Hmm. So no, and I think that that hits on a lot of things. but I think you know the first one is really having to figure out what the creative process is or what you're going to write your song about and what the music's going to be. So let's say you, you get that in hand. So you say, okay, I have the world's best song and i write it and i produce it and it's you know and and I, and I have a really good song which i think there's a lot of people out there that do does not mean that everybody's going to be able to make a career of it or even make any money off of it you know right. and i think that there's some disconnect sometimes between hey i've got a great you know and it, it comes in a lot of forms whether it's music and songs or i've got a great idea or a great business there's a big gap between the idea stage or even starting to develop it versus actually making it into a business and so. Any thoughts? And I know you kind of got into how you monetize and leveraged IP and sold your songs, but how do you go about doing that as far as, you know, songs in general, but IP and, you know, in that in your area, how do you go about monetizing it or actually getting people to pay you for it?
0: Well, this this day and time is vastly different than when I started out back in the 80s, where we had actual physical cassette tapes and physical compact discs that we were trying to sell through either music stores or in my case through gift shops that would would hear my music and purchase it. Today, we are in a world of virtual and digital. But that also means it's so it's very easy today to create songs and get them produced or arranged and recorded on your laptop system right in front of you if you you probably have a world-class recording studio right on your laptop possibly so getting the product actually recorded is not a technical it's not a real big hurdle these days back then it was it was expensive to go rent a studio you know i paid thousands and thousands of dollars for a week worth of studio time Mm. today you don't necessarily have to do that now you you can of course but you don't have to But what you do with it beyond that point, and how do you monetize that? In my case, back then, I monetized it by physical sales through a physical store. Today, you can monetize your music through virtual sales and downloads. You can put it up on iTunes and all the platforms where it can be downloaded. And, or you can put it up on Spotify and all the other platforms where it can be streamed. And as long as you have the intellectual property ownership of that song, it's, it's your, you're, you're the creator of it and it's registered in your name. And, uh, and another thing you probably need to do too, i need to back up and send that's register your music with BMI or ASCAP as a songwriter, because there is where you're gonna get your performance royalties from, from somebody performing it on the radio or on satellite. But once you've done that, and that's not a complicated process or expensive either, But getting it out there is a matter of learning how to get a song put on Spotify. How do you get a song put on iTunes or on Apple Music? And those are not difficult tasks either. Or get it into Amazon. Amazon Music is very another. They they you can go and they will tell you how that what's the process for getting it there. But you really, first of all, have to have in my mind a product that realistically people have said i like what you have created and i would be willing to pay money to own that song or to be able to play that song on my device or at home and once you have that knowledge that you have created something that has value to the consumer then the rest of it is a lot of just blood sweat and tears and hard work of getting it up on the platforms and promoting your music in every venue you can find whether it's getting somebody to write a nice little article about you in your local newspaper, start there. Uh, Go on and get the local TV cable station to come out and interview you and say, oh, here's this new local songwriter, just written a new song. You can make up a really good story about yourself, and chances are they'll publish it or they'll air it on TV. So start getting your publicity, and then just begin to add on to that and look for opportunities Everywhere you have an opportunity to talk about your music, to play it, to sing it, to w- perform it in whatever fashion you do, take advantage of that. And over time, there's no guarantee, but over time, you probably will have success with your music. And it's a, in my case, it was a long journey from 1981 of writing the song to today. What's this, 41 years later? <laughs> That's a long journey. But, it was a journey filled with exciting times and some frustrating times, but some aha moments and some successes and some really touching moments. So just, you know, buckle up for the journey. It's going to be quite a ride.
1: Well, let me ask, cause you hit on one of those. Cause I think one of the difficulties in the day and age, and I'm sure it's not just in today's day and age, but maybe it's been accelerated is people get the misconception that, you know, I'll have, everything's an overnight success. In other words, I'll write a, or write a song, I'll put it on YouTube or I'll put it on Spotify or something of that nature. And bam, it will be caught up and everybody will love it. And there will be lots of downloads. And yeah. you know, how do you, how do you get it? Or first of all, how do you choose? Cause I know, I guess I'm asking a lot of questions, but I'll, I'll give you a chance to respond. But, <laughs> you know, one of the things that you did that I know when we talked about your journey is you went a different path of rather than just going on, you know, doing the traditional path, you went into gift stores and and you did some, you know, and and did it as kind of gift giving and, you know, went into some of those other types of stores, which is non-traditional, which I think in today's day and age, you still need to go non-traditional and sometimes, but how do you figure out where to market it, how to market it, who's the people you take it to and kind of, how do you go about tackling all of that of getting it into the marketplace and figuring out what that path is?
0: Well, first of all, I would highly uh, discourage you from trying to do it yourself. If you're gonna sit in your room or your home or whatever and just talk to yourself about how am I gonna do this, it's probably gonna be a long conversation and not a lot of information gathered from it. Uh, yes, you can get online on the internet and Google and search all these kind. Of, you can find out anything basically on the internet these days. But I would say find yourself a circle of people it um, doesn't have to be a big circle, just a, a two or three people that you trust who mm. are in that, or at least peripherally in that industry uh, in some way or fashion, get to know those people, pick their brains, and bounce some ideas back and forth. And you never know when you're brainstorming about whatever it is you're trying to, to create, where the new idea is going to come from. Sometimes, like in my case, I had no idea that my... my my music was not going to be sold in the big box stores where i thought it should be sold it was going to be sold in a place i'd never thought about which was in gift shops well now that's just an 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 analog to to today's environment of there's so many ways of exposing your music or whatever it is to the world think outside the box don't don't limit yourself to it's got to be done just like uh john doe over here did it You, you you can pay you can uh, create a path and a, a trail of your own making just try to think outside the box but but don't try to do it by yourself you have got to get people you know like you Devin you Devin you're involved with a lot of entrepreneurs and so that gives you a tremendous exposure to ideas you know you you, you get a new client that comes in and has a new product and new something well you learn something too well by connecting with folks like you and other entrepreneurs you're going to learn a tremendous amount. And I have found that entrepreneurs, by and large, are an extremely open and giving group of people. They do not hesitate to help someone else that's trying to also make, make a go in the entrepreneur world. So gather yourself around a team of people that will lift you up, support you, and give you good ideas, and, and that team will move you forward.
1: Mm, no, I think that that's uh, definitely a, a great piece of advice. And I think it's one that people should uh, and certainly take to heart. So, you know, building that team, I think does or gives you one, it gives you more expertise than you can ever garner on your own. But two, it also gives you some, mm-hmm. some insight as to, you know, other ways of thinking things, tackling it, and approaching it. And it always makes, I think, for a, a fuller sense. So now as you, you know, we've hit on a, a few topics and maybe shifting gears just a little bit. Because I know that one thing that you'd mention is both on the kind of the legal as well as logistic hurdles or obstacles that you may for air to hit into I guess the first question is what are some of those obstacles that people may want to anticipate and how do you deal with them when you hit those obstacles
0: well first of all don't be uh, put off by them and, and my approach to any obstacle in my way has always been I ask myself well how can i get over it or under it around it or through it There's got to be a way to move to the other side of that obstacle, whatever it is. And so you may have to go in a different direction, left or right, up or down, or whatever, but you can get around it. And in today's environment, of course, we run into all kinds of obstacles. I mean, good heavens, the whole country is in a big obstacle right now of logistics. You know, we've got these cargo ships, containers offshore by the hundreds, trying to get into port because we have a choke point at our ports of entry. And... Somebody some time ago did not really solve that problem or anticipate that level of peak demand for there. And we're not uh, geared up for it. And it's not the kind of thing you can just snap your finger and create a whole new port someplace. So it's a big problem. And down at a small scale, as a small business person, you're probably going to run into some problems. Some days maybe your, your shipment might get lost and you have to go tracking it down through either UPS or FedEx tracking and... And figure out what and then what do you do about it of course you try to make the customer happy and all those kind of little day-to-day problems that pop up you find a way to solve but it's all in the logistics of how you're delivering whatever product or service you're creating to your customers and it it may be the internet's down one day now what do you do so you know a lot of us are dependent upon the internet for our day-to-day commerce so you need to have a plan B, or well, what do we do if the internet's down for eight hours or four hours or whatever? So you probably have to have a paper trail stack of orders over here that you can write something on a piece of paper in the meantime and enter it in the computer later. So it's that kind of planning ahead and anticipating obstacles or setbacks, or and sometimes you cannot anticipate them, but you just need to be prepared to deal with them and have the confidence in yourself that. I can get through this. You know, this is not going to stop me cold. I'm going to ha- move ahead.
1: No, and I think that there—that's a, a huge difference in between those that are successful and uh, and they are able to make or make it through the obstacles, and those that aren't. Now, one question that you know kind of came to mind as you were talking through a bit of those, and it's—I'll—I'll it's, I'll put it at or given that you've been around or had a lot of experience for a while within the music industry one of the things that I would anticipate anticipated is there's been a shift right so I'm guessing and correct me where I'm wrong at the start of your career you didn't have Spotify you didn't have a lot of the online streaming you started in the gift you know the kind of the you know small shops and gift giving and those type of things and, and then continue to evolve but you know with that as kind of the backdrop when you're looking at as the industry is evolving, in other words, because it, it has evolved. It used to be that you would buy it on a cassette tape and then you went to a CD and then you went into downloadable. And now you have it streaming and you now you have it on YouTube and it's, you know, and everybody always thinks that, you know, today and day and age is different than it is, but there's also always an ongoing evolution. And when you're hitting that evolution within the industry, within the music industry of new and different ways, how do you go about figuring those out or tackling them or, or pivoting to make sure that uh, you you, you can continue to be successful.
0: Well, one of the things you got to do is you got to keep yourself at least somewhat knowledgeable in what is going on in your industry in terms of the what is there consolidation going on so people are buying up the small guys and may it's going to be two or three big, big entities in the end, in process. Or is it uh, splitting it up? I mean, a lot of times industries go and divide into much smaller industries, and so. But you need to be aware of what's going on in your industry, and especially aware of what the the commerce is doing with the technology that's going on today. You know, who who knew that you know five years ago or ten years ago that online purchasing of products would be like it is today, where I you know, I order something online today and it's on my front door tomorrow. <laughs> or if you're fortunate to be in one of those test cities where the, the drone brings it to your front porch today, you know, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. But the point is you need to keep up with what's, what's uh, pertinent to your product and industry. What's the technology doing? And you need to stay plugged in with that. Don't, don't just uh, stand back and you know, read an article every now and then. You need to kind of stay on top of things and know where the trend is taking and sometimes it can take a fairly sudden change of direction when some new technology comes along or some new event happens that changes everybody's attitude towards like the pandemic did it sure took us away from going to a physical store there for a long time so people that were totally reliant on bricks and mortar a lot of them closed the door and said well that's it i can't do it because they weren't ready they didn't understand that, that they needed to be ready for an online uh, process where they can do something virtually and and deal with their customers electronically and virtually as opposed to in person. So the key is stay on top of your technology and where it's headed and what's going on as best you can and be ready. And like for in my case, when Spotify came along, first thing I did was I got online and I said, how do I get my music on Spotify? And they had a little thing there. Here's step one, two, three, Bob, here's what you got to do. And there was a lot of work I had to do. I had to get my songs ready. I had to get ISRC codes for all my songs. It's a a, a long digit. It's like a digital social security number for a song, (laughs) but I had to get one for every one of my songs, which I didn't have at the time. Got that done, submitted it to Spotify. Well, Pandora comes along. How do I get my music on Pandora? Same thing. As soon as you find out about it, get on there and say, well, how do I do this and start doing it? You don't wait because, you know, uh, as I say, wait's what broke the bridge down. So, you know, it's uh, uh, it's a process of doing it as soon as you learn about something, jump on it and make it happen for yourself. So that's, I guess, uh, kind of a long winded answer to that question. But you really do need to stay on top of technology because it is changing fast.
1: So now, now a follow-up question to that, which is, I agree technology is changing fast. So where do you see, because you've seen, I would say a good amount in the sense that you started with the industry, now you're online, you had to pivot, you had to figure out where it is. Where do you see, you know, for kind of the music industry in general, any thoughts or tips or or inklings as to where you see it going or kind of where's what's the next phase for things?
0: Well, I really think that music uh, has proven that it's largely going to be a virtual, uh, non-physical product, uh, delivery. Uh, when I go out for a bicycle ride or a run, I see people with their earbuds in their ears and they're listening to music usually on their, from their phone or whatever device they have on them. And so the delivery of music in the future, I believe is going to be 99% virtual and digital. So we're practically there now. There's still some downloading takes place where you can download it to your phone and then play it without having to be on the internet. But by and large, that's I think that's even declining as well. And buying a physical CD, those are really declining fast. Yeah, you pretty much have to, if you're going to write a new song, you've got to come out with a CD to just have something to hold in your hand and say, see, this is my new album right here. You need to go I buy it. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> I made it. Look at this thing. So anyhow... Uh, so you probably will still have to have something physical to display to somebody. But when they want to go get it, they're going to go on Amazon or whatever they go and they're going to download it or they're going to say, I'm just going to go to Spotify and say, all right, just let's stream this song by this new artist over here. And, and if you've got it up there, they'll be listening to your music instantly. Just like that. Hmm. Now, there's another whole issue here that we can talk about, and that is the payment to the artist. The creator of the intellectual property, that is kind of a bone of contention to me and a whole slew of other creators because the remuneration for the creator of the intellectual property is minuscule. I mean, minuscule. You have to stream my song five times for me to get one red cent, one penny. Well, you stop and think about that. Somebody has listened to my music for, let's say, the song's three minutes. They've listened to my music for 15 minutes. On my dime, I've spent all the money to create it and record it, the thousands of dollars to put the album together, all that kind of thing. They get 15 minutes of my music. Send me a penny, a penny. Hmm. Now, what's wrong with that picture? It's, it's just it's going to be hard to make a living one penny at a time. And that's the real issue for creative people, for musicians trying to break into the the music industry. It's going to be very difficult if your total income is going to be from downloads and streaming. The only way that folks most of the time can make a living at it these days is through the live performances. And even the last two years, even that got knocked out from under us with the pandemic. You couldn't go out and give a concert. you know. So those people were really, really hurting. So it's a it's a changing industry, and the the payment for the musician and the creative property, intellectual property, is very hard to come by these days. And uh, I'm hoping that somebody will help straighten that out some way. But there's a whole lot of fingers in the pie, trying to get that. Let's say it's a dollar of, of the music. Then uh, there's if one penny goes to the the creator of it, you know, where's the other 99 cents going? So it's there's a lot of people grabbing after the, the the piece of the pie for that intellectual property and the music money, but uh, I'm I'm uh, hopeful that there will be some resolution to that. But uh, it's going to be a s- slow in coming, I'm afraid, because there's so many players that have a vested interest in it.
1: Hmm. No, I think that I, you're right, and it's one of those I think in the industry where it evolved, and you know, at some point that. There was a large investment to get a person's name out there, get all the CDs, get the music cut and everything else. And yet as that has evolved, it hasn't always caught up to. There's now the, the adjustment and compensation is a lot of those are no longer needed or have a pivot of and adjusted. But that could be, a, I'm sure, an area where we could digress for a long period of time. You're
0: right about that. I think we'll leave that one alone for now. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
1: Well, as we wrap up for this episode for today, I always have one question I'd love to ask at the end of each episode. So we'll jump to that now, which is within your industry, what is the biggest myth and why is it wrong?
0: Well, I think the biggest myth deals with this uh, issue we just were talking about that people think because somebody has a hit song or a, a big success that on a chart or whatever, that they are going to be a instant millionaire, they're just going to be wildly successful. And I'm here to tell you that that is the exception rather than the rule. That's probably the biggest myth that, you know, when people hear a song they love, they think the creator of it is just going to be a wonderfully successful person. But they're probably struggling to make a living just like you are. So it's it's a it's a really tough business. But that myth is that it's they're very they're some wildly successful people. But there, you can count them on, you know, a couple of hands here that are making tons and tons of money. But most of them are really hardworking. They work their butt off and do shows and whatever. But by the time they pay the band and the venue and all this stuff, you know, they're they're not making a whole lot of money more than in you and your job that you're working. So uh, when you have a chance to go see a, a hardworking musician, I would say go do it because they need your help. <laughs> they want your support. It's, it's worth it.
1: No, I think that that's a great takeaway because so I think that a lot of times people do see the TV shows and the movies and the, you know, the overnight successes and they get that as, hey, that's the rule. And I, all I have to do is put out a great song and you do have to put out great content, but that is only a small portion of a much bigger one. I think that's a great myth to dispel. Well, as we wrap up, if people want to uh, reach out to you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to buy your music or download your music, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above. (laughs) What's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more?
0: Well, the best way is just simply go to my website, which is combsmusic.com. And at the bottom of the page is my email address, which is also real simple. It's just dave at combsmusic.com. But on my website, you'll see my book on the cover on the left, and underneath it's a link to go to Amazon and get it. And on the right is my my CD of Rachel's song, which you can click on the link below that and go to Amazon and either buy the CD or listen to it streaming or download the MP3 file. And in the middle of my website, if you want to listen to the one song that got all this started, Rachel's song, and I encourage you to do that, click on the link in the middle, and you will be playing instantly rachel's song and it's the original recording it's not a watered down demo it's it's the real thing so listen to rachel's song And if you like that then check out the rest of my music there are links at the top of my page but that's the main thing combsmusic.com that's all you need to remember
1: all right well i definitely encourage people to download listen to the music and make sure that you at least listen to it five times and so you can get that one cent <laughs> thank you with that uh, thank you again for coming on the podcast it's been a fun it's been a pleasure now for all of you uh, listeners that are out there have one or a couple things for you or quick requests if you can make sure to click share subscribe and leave us a review we want to make sure everyone finds out about all these areas of expertise in order to help and grow their business and on that note if you ever need help with your patents your trademarks or anything else with your startup or small business reach out to us just go to strategymeeting.com grab some time with us to chat and we're always here to help Well, thank you again, Dave, for coming on the podcast and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last.
0: Thank you, Devin. It's been a pleasure.